You're listening to a podcast by Mission Field USA, a church planting initiative of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. For more information and resources, visit lcms.org slash church planting. Welcome to another installment of the Office of National Mission podcasts that uh, focus on resources for churches, especially church planting and uh, new mission work as we seek to fulfill the mission of Christ to make disciples of all nations. I'm Reverend Dr. Mark Larson. I am the manager of church planting for the Senate. And uh, joining me today is an old friend, Reverend uh, Todd Kolbaum. Uh, Todd serves as the pastor of Trinity Lutheran Church in Madison, Nebraska, and he also serves as the director of Rural and Small Town Mission. Welcome back, Todd. We're so happy to have you with us today. Oh, good to be with you, Mark. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is always a pleasure to uh, hear your voice and to uh, be able to uh, pick your brain for the wisdom that you have and that we can share with our listeners today. And so the topic for today is uh, ministry planning especially focused on how congregations can assess themselves to move forward strategically. So we are excited about this topic, and we are confident that our friend Reverend Kohlbaum is going to have some good ideas for us to think about as uh, we have to think strategically at times about what it is that God is calling us to do. So first off, Todd, what is the church supposed to be doing? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a number one question, and and to kind of ease into that, I think one of the uh, one of the things that we fail to do as congregations, we do a lot of assessment, and we do a lot of of checking of things of uh, you know numbers of attendance and who's where and things like that, and uh, and we talk about strategic planning, we talk about ministry planning and things of that nature an awful lot, but one of the pieces that we often fail to do is really look at how, you know, assessing where this congregation is in light of the mission of the church and in light of that congregation's specific mission and where it's going. And, and really a a lot of the self-evaluation that goes on in congregations really revolves around vacancy. So they go, a Mm -hmm. church congregation goes into vacancy and the district sends them a self-evaluation form. And that's really tied primarily to bringing in a new pastor. And it doesn't really get to the heart of, is this congregation carrying out the mission that they're called to do, or are they on some other track? And so that's really what we're talking about today. So when we ask the question, what does the church do? I'll go out and work in workshops with congregations uh, and, and I'll throw this question out there. And, and of course you get the, you get the, the pad answers then, you know, we're to be in word and sacrament ministry. We are to reach out to the lost. We're to disciple all nations, you know, making disciples for life. I'll get that plug in there. And, you know, <laughs> all of these things that, that we would expect the church to do, we're supposed to have worship services. We're supposed to have Bible classes. We're supposed to, you know, care for our members. We're supposed to reach out to our community. Um, and, and everybody has a pretty good concept of, what the church or what a congregation's activities are supposed to be. But where does that stem from? Why do we do this? What's the impetus behind it? And so there's where we can dial it down a little bit. So when we ask the question, what does the church do? Uh, 
does the church carry out these things, uh, you know, according to the mission that God has given the church and the church is, is, you know, the hands and feet of Christ. That's uh, we're in the church age. And so the gospel is promulgated through the church. And is that what the focus of the activities that we're doing, uh, is that what's really going on? And that's where we get to the, the next question is then what should the church do? So, we dial that in, then a congregation really needs to ask themselves these questions. What is our congregation doing to get a real idea? And, and, and this is kind of a twofold question. What are we doing currently? And I think a lot of congregations, uh, they take a bit of a shotgun approach and they've got this activity that they've always done and that activity that they've always done and this Bible study and this group. But there's no comprehensive look at what are all the activities that are going on. I can get to a, a congregation and I'll ask the question and, and it'll take them the better part of 15 or 20 minutes of continuing to add in things that, you know, are activities of the con congregation because they really don't have, they're not keeping track of what all the mission and mis ministry activities are. And so it's good to get an assessment of what all is happening in this place. But then you have to ask the next question then. What should we be doing? Are we doing these things with an eye towards making disciples for life uh, and, and sharing the gospel? Or are we doing these things because we've always done them? Are we doing these things because we're comfortable doing them? Are we doing these things because we think this is what we're supposed to do? But maybe this thing has gotten off track. And so that, that's really the, the emphasis behind wanting to do uh, this kind of an assessment for a congregation because they really need to get that big picture look uh, of, of what, uh, what ought to be happening according to the mission of the church, what scripture you know, uh, encourages us and even commands us to do, and, and then what we are actually doing and not doing that perhaps we should be doing. Right, right. Um, and I kind of presume a question in, behind all that might also be, who are we serving? Because congregations might tend to have a lot of activities that serve themselves and not so much the community. I heard of the suggestion once that congregations should look at their bulletins or their newsletters and, and ask the question, is this serving our current members or is this serving the community to reach out? Have you ever heard anything like uh, yeah, that? Todd? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great sub question there because that's, that's exactly what we're trying to get at the heart of really. Uh, are we just serving ourselves? Has our congregation become a country club of sorts? Uh, or is it <laughs> maybe even, has it become a retirement home? Uh, <laughs> depending on how you look at it, uh, has it become a place where museum. we're yeah, yeah. a museum? That's a, that's great. Yeah. A place where we go when we have these artifacts and we're doing these activities, which make us feel like church, but are we really doing that, which we're called to do to, to, to reach out with the gospel. And this is why this, I think that's why it's such a pertinent topic for, for you and I to discuss, you know, in the context of planning churches, in the context of new ministries, you know, in the idea of revitalization, it gives us an opportunity to say, okay, uh, what is it that we're doing here? And why do we exist in this place at this time? And that's a tough, that's a tough question to answer because sometimes we don't want to know the answer because we're so comfortable with where we're at and what we've always been doing 
that we just want to continue that. It's the old, you know, we'll continue this until the last guy shuts the lights out or, sure. you know, when the last guy gets buried in the cemetery, there's an awful lot of strategic planning that goes on for perpetual care of cemeteries while we're not even concerned about what is the mission and ministry of this congregation at this time in light of the mission and ministry of the of the church at, uh, at large. Right. Very good. So in, in this assessment, um, when you talk to congregations, do you help them recognize perhaps things they should stop doing? And how does that go, Todd? Yeah, well, <laughs> it has gone well, and it has gone very poorly. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a that's a bull fan question. Yeah, and we have to do that, though. We have to say is, and, and I've never told a congregation that they should stop doing something that they're doing just because it isn't serving in an outreach function. If you have mm-hmm. an, an activity that is something that you're doing uh, that's more social in nature, uh, fellowship in nature. That's not bad because it's good for us to build that social bond, that family bond within the congregation, but let's call it what it is and let's recognize Mm -hmm. it for that. And then let's use that for the purpose that we want to use it. Uh, rather than say, well, we, we, you know, we have a group that comes in and plays cards here, uh, you know, one Thursday a month. Uh, and, and that's kind of our, our, our outreach because we advertise it for other people to come. Well, mm-hmm. are you really reaching out to the community there? <laughs> uh, and, and for what purpose are you doing that? Is that really serving? Uh, it's certainly serving to, to help the congregation build uh, fellowship. That's something we started here. Uh, this congregation was in vacancy for quite a while and, and for various factors. Um, you know, the, the, the cohesive nature uh, had, had loosened a bit. And so we just started uh, what we call First Fridays. And it's, it's just a social event for our congregation members to come together and visit and grow and bond so that those bonds are there as we move forward with our with our ministry planning we already have that bonds together they're working together as a team now we can go out as a team as a family and accomplish these outreach things which we currently aren't doing and and, and that's that's not a bad thing but you have to assess it to know because so often we say well this is our outreach well is it really even congregations yeah. say with a school, uh, well, our mm-hmm. mission is our school. Well, is it? I mean, it might be, but chances are you're serving the members of the congregation, their children, their grandchildren, and that's that's about it. And so mm-hmm. uh, we need to recognize it for what it is, and and then and then treat it as such. And if we don't like what it is, and we think we needs to we need to change it. That's where we need to step in and start doing that ministry planning for, okay, so how do we take this existing thing that we'd like to keep around, but change the focus of that? So it's more outwardly focused rather than inwardly focused. Right. You know, and when you talk about, you know, all these activities and and they're not necessarily bad, it reminds me a bit of the story uh, uh, from scripture when Jesus went to the house of Mary and Martha and uh, Martha was so busy cooking and getting dinner ready that uh, she was upset that her sister was sitting at the feet of Jesus hearing his word. Um, and and, and then when I uh, preach on that uh, account in scripture, you know, I, I kind of bring out um, Martha was doing a good thing. There was nothing wrong 
in fact, it was service, uh, you know, to be preparing the meal, but she just kind of lost perspective you know, on what was the most important. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think that's a great analogy. Uh, and so often I think it's kind of ironic that we have Mary and Martha guilds a lot of times in churches. Um, <laughs> so apparently we have one group that just wants to sit and listen and one group that wants to, <laughs> that wants to make dinner. But, uh, I think, yeah. I think it really, it, 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 it does illustrate well the idea that we can busy ourselves so much in congregations. A busy congregation isn't necessarily a productive congregation, if that if that makes right. sense. Because what Absolutely. are we busying ourselves about? Right, right. Um, activity fills the time allotted. It's kind of like storage space. You know, your storage <laughs> space will fill up no matter what. Um, but it's, but so does your time. Exactly. You know, yeah. Time. And and get busy. And this leads us to the whole um, concept then of evaluating our stewardship and mm -hmm. are we best, you know, being good stewards of our time. I can spend, you know, I'm sitting in my office in the church right now and I can spend hours and hours and hours in this office and produce nothing, uh, as far as, uh, you know, promulgating the gospel. Uh, I could spend far less time, but be far more strategic at it and produce a whole lot. Uh, you know, it just right. depends on where I'm at. So is my, is my, is the stewardship of the resources that the Lord is providing for us now, are they being best utilized? And, and I love that storage analogy as well, because in so many <laughs> congregations, oh, well, you know, we're burst into the same storage wide, so let's build more storage and then we'll have more room yeah. to do things. Now you just fill up the space with more junk. Uh, <laughs> and, and so let's not do that. Let's not fill up the space with more junk. Let's be productive and let's look at what, what capacity do we have? Yep. Very good. Very good. So, um, when a congregation is, uh, considering what it, God is calling them to do, what sort of limitations should they consider? Uh, yeah. And, and this is where, it, this is kind of the, the two edged sword of, of being in ministry. We know that we have an infinitely powerful, infinitely supplying God. His resources never fail, but we still live in a finite, sin-fallen world. So our personal resources are finite. Um, <laughs> we, we, we know that God says anything is possible with God, but we also know that we are a human institution. And so we have to be realistic about what it is that we have as limitations. I think, again going back to that two-edged sword, so many congregations, then all they see is scarcity. All they mm -hmm. see is, you know, we're not making budget. We're, we're X far, you know, amount behind budget. We're, we're in the red. Um, and, and that's, I've told congregations that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing. As long as you understand how we got there, you know, what was the reason? Why mm -hmm. is the reason that we've gotten this position in this situation. And so we help, we want to help congregations recognize that we don't function at the most base level, the most, and I talk a lot about this conversation. I think I've even talked about it with you, with you before, Mark, we, we, we have most of our conversations in the congregation based around personal preference and budget and finance. 
And so mm. when we have, you know, that's a personal preference, you know, wars over the color of carpet, not that that would ever happen in a congregation, right? <laughs> um, no, no, no. Yeah. Or a, a plaque that has disappeared that said, Grandma Moses uh, uh, yeah. gave us this, <laughs> this fixture. Yeah. But uh, uh, personal preference and then budget and finance, all we're looking at is numbers and if that's what we're doing, we're always going to come from a position of scarcity. Then you can kind of flip the script on that and say, well, then we have no limitations because we have a limitless God. So we should just try to do anything we can do. Well, that's, that's not, that's not prudent either. Uh, I just had Mm -hmm. a conversation with Heath Curtis, uh, about, uh, this very topic. Um, we're, we're putting together some, some cross-pollination with uh, partnership development between congregations and, and the, the uh, resources that uh, LCMS Stewardship provides. And he was talking about, and I really appreciated this, knowing your baseline and determining your capacity. And I thought that was, that was a, a good idea. You, you have to understand you know, what your baseline is, but just doing that isn't quite enough. You have to determine you know, what is our capacity here. What, what do we have the potential for? So if I want, you know, and we'll just use an example, every congregation, almost 99% of the congregations that I, that I've visited with about these topics, uh, well, if we just had more youth, right, if we just had more young Mm -hmm. people, then we could fill in the blank, then we could do this, that, or the other thing. Well, do we have that capacity? Is that a reality for us? And so we have to determine does that make sense? Or are our current demographics limiting us in this area? But <clears throat> let's, let's take it the next step then. What's the strength? What, what would our demographics allow us to do that would be a positive, that would be a strength, that would be some, uh, a position of, uh, a rather than scarcity, uh, a position of, of um, a proactive engagement of who we truly have as an audience. And so that's where we want to be really honest with ourselves. Uh, We Mm -hmm. we don't want to limit ourselves based solely on budget and finance, but we also uh, don't want to limit the capacity that we perhaps could have if we headed in the right direction. And so that's why we want to raise those conversations up from budget and finance to mission and ministry and then we start to look at things like dollars and cents and, and demographics and, and numbers of people and communities with a different light. And so we're looking right. at them based on how they function and how they could enhance or be an object of our interest for mission and ministry rather than, uh, you know, oh, woe is me. We just don't have anything and we don't offer anything and we can't do anything. Right, right. Someone once gave the advice that we should have the treasurer's report at the end of the meeting instead of the beginning. <laughs> Keep the focus on the right thing. I love that. I love that. Uh, yeah, I, I heard a, a one once that I've I've used a lot over time. Uh, um, this came way back when I was very first in the ministry. Uh, I saw a presentation or was at a presentation where the gentleman said, take your neck, take your last, go back to your church, take your last voters assembly agenda and put a dollar sign by everything that has to do with budget finance and a cross by everything that has to do with mission and ministry. And you know, mm-hmm. which one are you more heavy on? 
And so it's, right. it's kind of that same aspect, you know, are, are we limiting ourselves and our thinking because that's all we're thinking about, or can we, can we expand our, our, our focus or maybe not our focus, but expand our, our vision based on, uh, on what the Lord could do through the possibilities within this congregation instead of stifling yeah. it by, well, we're, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in debt and basically we just need to exist to pay that debt off. Well, right. Right. That's not really what yeah. we're here for. You know, and when you consider limitations, uh, one thing that I've been saying to my congregation is it's the capacity we have or the potential we have isn't defined only by the people who are here now, but the people that are out there in the community and those with whom our people have relationships. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we talk about youth or Sunday school, you know, I, you know, we, we can see a potential that's defined not only by what we have now, but perhaps what, what God is going to be doing or could be doing, you know, as we look for those things, you know, but then on the other hand, you know, um, we may not, when we even when we look at demographics, sometimes we wouldn't necessarily go try to start a ministry if there are no people there uh, in the, in your community. Exactly. If there's no Hispanics or Asians or something, then that may not be the uh, sort of ministry to pursue when you consider limitations. Well, yeah, just because yeah, just because something right. is available doesn't mean it necessarily makes sense for where you're at, and just because you right. have a desire to do something doesn't mean it makes sense because that ministry isn't available there. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, it's, you right. got, you got to check them both out. Exactly. Exactly. So here in St. Louis, we probably shouldn't start a ministry to Eskimos. You know, probably just, not. It'd be rather frustrating. Ca- the likely. capacity would be limited for sure. Uh, <laughs> but you know, in a town yeah. like we're in, in Madison, Nebraska, we've got, uh, you know, this population is, is quite diverse. We've got you know, probably 51% Hispanic, 49% uh, Caucasian, and 1% uh, Asian, uh, primarily um, the Karen people uh, from Burma. Mm-hmm. And and so do we have the capacity to do something in those populations or are those populations being served? So how can we l- walk alongside others who are serving them uh, to to be a support to that that mission and ministry in our community? Very good. So, so Todd, how would you summarize how congregations should focus their efforts? Oh boy, um, <laughs> it's such a it's such um, uh, an individualized kind of uh, situation. I think every congregation needs to understand what is the mission of God. You know, what is the mission of the church, and then you can start to to coalesce or or, um, or uh, develop around that the identity of the congregation in, in Christ as opposed to uh, trying to artificially import something. So I, I say as long as, we're, as long as we're identifying that, that we are accomplishing the mission that, that we are supposed to be accomplishing uh, alongside with understanding where that all fits for this particular place and time, uh, mm-hmm. that's where we need to be. Now, that being said, these things change. So maybe a congregation was once very on track as far as their mission for that congregation within the broader church. But over time, things have changed and we failed to move that along. So now's right. the time to reevaluate and assess 
where are we at in that, in that whole picture? And so it's, right. it's so, it's so deeply individual for the congregations and, and where they're at for that time and in that place. Right. And the changes could be driven not only by the current, what's in the congregation, but by what happens within the community, I would presume. Well, it probably, uh, more often than not, it is the outward, uh, uh, the outward changes and adjustments in communities that are reflected within the congregation. And so then, you know, are we, are we making sense of that? And, and you get some anomalies once in a while, but, but they tend to, they tend to, uh, uh, run pretty straight on. And, and so you might have a congregation in a, in a small town, you know, a, a town of a few hundred where the congregation is still, you know, has a thousand members. Well, that, that's, uh, that is an anomaly. We don't want to look to that situation and say, okay, we need to figure out how to be that. Uh, right. We need to be who we are, where we're at, and not try to, to compare ourselves to someone else. Um, you know, where is our community at? I think that's uh, akin to doing self-assessment within the congregation is part of that has to be assessing what is going on around us, uh, you know, demographically, socially, um, you know, those types of things questions need to be answered as well because otherwise we don't get a true picture of the reflection of the congregation in the community. Yeah, very good, very good. So, when you think about tools, what sort of tools would congregations be able to call upon to help them go through this process of self-assessment? Yeah, well, I think there's there's um there's there's a lot of good tools out there and and in no uh, way, shape, or form, uh, do I want to try to be self-serving in these, but some of them do involve things we've done. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Uh, because we want people to oh, take boy. advantage of that. Uh, but I think, number one, there is a, a just a dearth of, of uh, re- available resources and tools that are available on the Making Disciples for Life website for the LCMS, you know, makingdisciples.lcms.org. Uh, there, there is everything from assessment to uh, developing pastoral leadership, developing lay leadership, uh, looking at you know strategic planning itself and its various aspects. Uh, I've I've done several webinars on that, uh, and mm-hmm. others have as well. Uh, so there's there's just a a pile of resources out there stri- straight from that, and that's a super easy uh, interactive way to to search on what you're looking for and it'll, it'll dial it down. Otherwise, you know, you can contact us directly and, you know, at, at RSTM, uh, and, and we'd be happy to point you in the direction of, of some various resources. I bet I don't, I don't go two days without somebody emailing me or calling or, uh, getting in touch with us, asking for a resource on this, that, or the other thing. And most of them involve, uh, this kind of assessment, uh, at least that's yeah. the direction we point them. Uh, sometimes they're, they're getting ahead of themselves and we point them back to assessment and, and try to help them do that. And so, uh, there's, there's plenty of things out there. We have several workshops that are available, uh, both through say revitality, uh, or RSTM stewardship has uh, some great stuff that, uh, um, Oh, what is it called? Uh, stewardship under the cross, uh, that's been developed. That is a really good planning, uh, uh, workshop that's, that's helping congregations, you know, assess their capacity. Like we were talking about earlier 
and and I think it needs to be comprehensive. We need to take a look at at demographics. We need to take a look at stewardship. We need to take a look at leadership. All of those things kind of need to come under under that same sort of heading of self-assessment. And I know it sounds daunting. So we want to, we want to help congregations, you know, bite off little, little bites at a time. You don't eat the whole elephant in one bite. Um, right. but you do need to, <laughs> as gross as it sounds, eat the elephant. So, um, <laughs> I don't know why that ever was, uh, you know, <laughs> an illustration somebody came up with, but I guess we'll just use it cause it works. Right. Uh, right. so those are out there. Um, you know, Building partnerships, strategic planning. I would mention uh, again, not trying to be self-serving, but there's a new book by uh, that's put out by CPH. I happen to have authored one of the chapters on strategic planning, <laughs> um, but I don't get any royalties, so this isn't a self-serving plug. It it's really uh, uh, for pastoral leadership, and I think it would be good for lay leadership to read as well. But it talks about the congregation, it talks about school ministry, it talks about strategic planning. Um, but managing spiritual and physical health, it talks about ministry challenges, managing people, managing conflict, financial challenges. That's all included in there. So I think that's a could be a really good um, resource as well. And and you know if you're if you're the kind that wants to uh, get your hands on and learn and, and get a little bit dirty. But I think um, the the biggest resource we can do we can take advantage of is gathering together as the body of Christ, praying about this, and then start moving. And so let's take a resource, and you know what? Let's pick something and start somewhere, and we'll dig in here. And if this isn't getting us the direction that we we had hoped to go or where we need to go, maybe it's pointing us in, in the right direction, or maybe we just need to veer off in another direction. But as long as we do nothing, uh, that's exactly the results we're going to get. So let's get moving. Right, right. I, I think it was um, uh, uh, Wilhelm Leia said, you know, the mission of the church uh, is the one church, uh, the one true church in its movement. Uh, you know, the, the, the Great Commission is as you go, uh, you know, make disciples. So it, it, right. it's all about the moving and moving forward and, and being uh, engaging actively the mission of the church and not just sitting back and saying, Oh man, I wish. And and Mm -hmm. so let's, let's take advantage of those and let's develop the leadership within the congregation that can kind of take the bull by the horns and move it. And it may not be the pastor and that's okay. Uh, some, you know, every pastor, um, has his capacity and every pastor has his strengths. Maybe his strength isn't that type of assessment leadership, but there's probably somebody in the congregation who is quite adept at it. Uh, I have yet to find a farmer who isn't really good at assessing uh, their operation. And, and, (laughs) you know, as a, as a rural guy, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are like, well, who's strategic planning? We don't want to do that. But it's, they're doing it every day. Uh, they just, yes, maybe yes. it's not formal, but I think this kind of assessment is, is important. Uh, and, and so gathering the people together to start movement, uh, and using some of these resources and engaging them, uh, that's the way to get moved. And, and then once that yeah. starts, I think there's, there's really a good organic, uh, uh, process that's that snowball will get rolling downhill and it'll pick up speed and it'll pick up more snow but not here because we don't get any snow in Nebraska this year. <laughs> really? Well, we'll share some of ours. You know, this that. is the craziest thing, Mark. We moved to 
to Nebraska from Missouri, as you know, and uh, uh-huh. we were expecting good. We really like snow and like winter. My family <laughs> does. And we have had the mildest snowless winter anybody could ever imagine. Uh, a couple of them up here and we're just we're and everything's coming to Missouri and we're really wondering what the heck happened here. <laughs> well, Yes, I and mean, we would gladly share. I'm sure. Because no you know how St. Louisans love snow and ice. Mm-hmm. And the just sends them scattering and, and into a near, a near panic. But uh, that's that's a whole nother podcast that no we kidding. can talk about. So, <laughs> so. Okay, hey, Todd, uh, thank you so much for sharing with us. Um, really appreciate your wisdom. And I think these are some really good resources. And I would invite you to say one more time the uh, web address for Making Disciples for Life, where they're going to find all those wonderful resources. Yeah. Making Disciples, just spelled out, makingdisciples, uh, one word, dot lcms.org. Uh, or you can just go to the lcms.org website and and you can find it there uh, on some of the drop downs. So it, it's 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 got a wealth of information. That's fantastic, as you have been for this webinar, uh, for this podcast. So thanks again so much, Todd. And I invite our listeners to uh, join us for our next installment of the Mission Field USA podcast. God's blessings to you. Thank you. And to you, Mark. Thanks for listening to the Mission Field USA podcast for church planting. Visit lcms.org slash church planting for other resources and information to share your ideas and to contact us. The Mission Field USA podcast is a production of the Office of National Mission of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod in partnership with KFUO Radio. The Lord be with you.